0: Two, three. Funk it. My darling, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of whatever you want to call it podcast with your boy, your compadre, your amigo, your partner, your I don't know what you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, but uh welcome back to another episode, people. Um I have a lot to talk about today. Um so let's get right into it, people. Let's just let's get right into it. I posted on my Twitter probably like an hour ago. Well, I did it's well now that I'm posting it now. It's like twelve. It's like twelve twenty-two right now p.m. uh eastern time. So but it's but this will be posted at like six. So if people that's listening at six, you probably will get it a little later. But I posted earlier this morning. So hopefully you get it once you uh once or hopefully you can interact with it. Uh, and if you want to interact with with my Twitter and my posts, you can go to my Twitter at Marquise Ninety Five Sports M-A-R-K-E-S-E 95 Sports or my Instagram. It's on my Instagram also at Marquise M A R K E S E 95 Sports. That's also it's also on my Facebook page at the whatever you want to call it podcast Facebook page. You can also go to that and Interact with it and tweet. You could actually, if you feel like, you're like, oh, I'm missing somebody from a breakout star for your team, you can post that and say, oh, you're missing this person. So I, I really wanted a lot of interaction with these posts. These next couple of days, I will be posting a lot, like, of tremendously. I like got a lot. I will be posting a lot of, like, posts about just random stuff. Not random stuff, but stuff surrounding around sports and breakout stars. I did breakout stars for offense and defensive breakout stars for the NFL. And then while I was at it, I was talking to my sister and I was like, she's like, you might as well do it for the NBA. So I am going to do it for the NBA. The first 15, I should have, what I thought about doing it was, I should have done one just for the Eastern Conference and then one for the Western Conference. But I kind of was rushing. I I wasn't rushing, but I just kind of just thought of it on a, on a, a whim. Um, not a whim. What's the uh, I thought of it just really quick about it really quick and I was like okay, let me just start start right right away start um writing down or jotting down the players that I I believe will be breakout stars for their NBA team. So I'm going to do 15 today and then 15 uh Saturday or probably I uh, probably will do it Wednesday, but most likely it will be Saturday. 15, Wednesday will probably be like a just a breaking news in regards to the NFL or NBA. But I might not do one this Wednesday. It's most likely this Saturday I will do a podcast episode in regards to the last 15. Like I said, I'm going to do 15 uh, teams today and then 15 teams Saturday. So the last 15 Saturday. So today we uh, we have the Milwaukee Bucks. So my breakout stars for the Milwaukee Bucks are Jordan Wara and Bobby Portis. I could have said, cause I, I know I, and I was right. Like I said, I was writing this down and I was jotting the player that I for certainly know that are going to be on the team this year. So Jordan Wara, I believe that Jordan Rohr will be a breakout star for this year because I saw him, I saw a little bit of him in the, um, in the, uh, summer league games. So, I mean, and there's only one, they only play one summer league game. So it's not really a lot, but I saw him play a lot last year. When uh Giannis was out, especially I think I saw him the Knicks game and a couple other games ago. I mean a couple other games last year where he played well. And I, I truly believe that he's gonna be a, a good a contributor for the reason why the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be a great team and a juggernaut this year. And Bobby Portis, you already know why I believe that. People always know why I believe in Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis he he could easily, I could see this happening easily. Be a six minute a year this year. I can I can see that. I can see him being a six minute a year. Of course, I think that Jordan Clarkson is has a reign on it right now for the Utah Jazz. But I could see a possibility where Bobby Porter's plays so well early, especially when he since he won a ring and he's with the team that he won a ring with and that he's ha- he has a lot of momentum on his side, especially since they won the NBA championship. I truly believe that Bobby Portis will be sixth man of the year. And I, I, when I posted about the Milwaukee Bucks, I forgot about one person. I was just thinking about it because we just traded for him. And I, now that I think about it, I should have posted it too. But I'm going to say another person for the Milwaukee Bucks, a, a breakout star for this year, will be... George Hill and Grayson Allen. So George Hill, we already know what he is. We already know what he brings to the uh, Bucks. The Bucky, when he played for the Bucks, he shot I think fifty fifty some percent from three pointer. The, from the three point, he was actually a good uh, person come off the, a good point guard coming off the bench to settle the tone. Not settle the tone, but you know to keep the tone, keep the rhythm there, especially with Eric Bledsoe being there, but. Now that we have George Hill back, I believe that the Milwaukee Bucks have a legit nice backcourt, backup backcourt with Grayson Allen at, at the shooting guard position. And you have uh, yeah, Grayson Allen at the shooting guard position and George Hill at the backup point guard position. And Pat Connaughton also could be a, a breakout star this year. So it's a multitude of guys on, on the Milwaukee Bucks that could be breakout stars this year. I totally forgot about Pat Connaughton too. even though And he was a big reason why the Milwaukee Bucks won a lot of them games. It, it was a big reason. And then I have my breakout stars for the L.A. Clippers. Not Clippers, but the L.A. Lakers. I have Russell Westbrook. Let me say it again. Russell Westbrook. In Anthony Davis, I truly believe that Russell Westbrook he has the same kind of thing or same kind of same kind of situation James Harden is in right now, where he needs to win a ring because it it's really he's gonna go out sad. He's gonna go out really. I ain't gonna say sad because he's gonna always be one of the players where you like, oh my god, he was so amazing. And no offense, I don't want to offend this person when I talk about him because he was a great player and a great scorer. But he's starting to look like Allen Iverson. He was a great player at his time, but he just didn't win a ring. And you would have hoped he won a ring because he had the tenacity, and you would have loved to see how he played in the NBA final. Wait, I think he did. He play in the NBA finals? Let me check my research department if he did play in the NBA finals. Because I was really, really young at the time when <laughs> Allen Iverson was even in the league or he was balling like that. I started watching him late, like late, like late, late. So. I, I I don't think he was in the NBA Finals. I think he was in the Conference Finals, like the Eastern Conference Finals, but not the NBA Finals. But I would have loved to see him in like the NBA Finals, just to see how he would play, to see how his mentality, to see a, the the adjustments he would make during an NBA Finals playoff series. So for me, like he's Russell Westbrook is starting to be that type of player. And I don't want to be like, I don't, and I love Russ, man. I I love his tenacity. I love how he plays. I love that he never gives up on any play. He plays at 110% every series, every play. You cannot say, Russell Westbrook and Giannis are the one and the only two players in the NBA where you say they're not going, they're going to give 110% no matter what the score is. And I believe that Russell Westbrook is in that – like I said, he's in that same situation James Harden is in. James Harden needs to win a ring within the next three years. He needs to because if he doesn't, it's just like what is – especially with the Brooklyn Nets and where their team is set up, especially with all their salaries and them having a lot of money in, invested in the big three of Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Katie. And no offense, not even Katie. Katie is great, and Katie already won a ring. Kyrie already won a ring, but it's like James Harden is like that one only guy that out of that big three that hasn't won a ring yet or hasn't even been. He has been the to, to the conference finals multiple times, but not just not getting the big one, just not getting that one monkey off his back. And that's winning, winning a NBA champion, champion, and being an NBA champion. Um, but I just believe that James Harden, like I said, Russell Westbrook, I'm going to go right back to what I was talking about, but about, about Russell Westbrook. But yeah, like I said before, man, Russell Westbrook, this is going to be a big year for him. I truly believe that he's going to kind of go in the same, uh, uh, lane as like how James Harden is where LeBron James is kind of slowing down in his career. He doesn't want to drain a lot of energy. And I he believes that Russell and he took Russell Russell, but if I'm hearing it right, he took LeBron James took Russell Russbrook over Buddy Hill. And Buddy Hill was obviously a better shooter than Russell Russbrook, a better free throw shooter than Russell Russbrook, and a more efficient uh player than Russell Russbrook. But what Russell Russick brings is something that you can't teach. Well Russell Russbrick does, you can't teach that. It's it's rarely where you can get a player like Russell's size and plays that hard on a on in any on on every play to get that out of that some, like player. It's rare that you get that. You you don't teach that. That's only that's ingrained into you. That's what you build. Like you you are ingrained into that. Like that kind of tenacity that Russell Westbrook brings. You learn, you 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 get that over time. You don't. No, nah, that's not something that you can just like uh, get taught. Teach that tenacity. You can't teach that. That's like defense. You can't teach. You can teach how to play defense, but the great defenders have stuff that you just don't have. Like KG, you he has that tenacity which you cannot bring. You can't. You can't develop tenacity. It takes for you to fail. A couple times to bring that tenacity, like same thing for Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was great at what he did in the eighties, but it took a couple times for him to get banged up by the Detroit Pistons to b- have that. And he was great when the when he in the eighties. He was he could have easily won MVP in the eighties, but there were great teams. He had he was a great player, but also there were great teams that were he was that Michael Jordan was going against. And you have got people like the Detroit Pistons that wouldn't have it, none of that shit. So, for me, it's like that's the same thing with Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook brings something that you don't you don't see out of a lot of people. Like I said, and that's tenacity. And I truly believe that that's going to help Russell Westbrook. And on top of that, that's his hometown. It's, it's going to be cracking in L.A. I know for a fact it's going to be cracking in, in Staples Center. And speaking of Staples Center, AD, he had an injury last year. Him and LeBron had an injury last year, and I believe he's going to have a backup. I mean, not a backup, but he's going to have a – hey, not a backup. I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, He's going to have a a good season. I'm just going to say that for now. He's going to have a a, 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 – what is it? I'm trying to say the word. Not backup. He's going to have a um, bounce back. That's what I'm trying to say. He's going to have a bounce-back year this year. Even though he had a great year this, last year before he got injured, he's going to have a bounce-back year this year. He's going to probably average about around 20 to 10, like probably like 25 points, 10 rebounds, close to, I'll probably say, 5 assists. He's going to average around that on a daily basis. LeBron is probably going to average around 20, 25, close to a triple though, damn near every game. He's going to average around that. Russell, Russell is going to probably – get around that triple double range. He's probably going to he's not probably going to slow down on the rebounds, especially since they have a lot of big guys. I believe that triple double phase is kind of like over now. For me, I believe that triple double phase is over. And I believe that Russell Russell, he's about he might have a double double in like assists and and uh, points, but I don't think I think that triple double phase is kind of over now. I mean, he could I, I still believe he can he going to He's gonna have times where he has a triple double, or he's gonna have times where he can get a triple double. But I think that whole phase of him getting triple double, damn near every game, I I think that's over with. I think that's just a that was like a, something that he had to do in Washington, and he, he had to do in OKC. But now with the guys they have, the team they built with the White Howard, you got Mark Gasol, you got AD. You got even LeBron at times, you can get rebounds. You can get multiple, multiple rebounds or multiple guys that can get 10 rebounds a game, or not even 10 rebounds, but then get about at least five rebounds a game. So with Russell Westbrook having that ability or the Lakers having that ability of that flexibility, a big man that, that can rebound the ball, I don't think Russell Westbrook has to worry about rebounds per se. So I think that, like I said, I feel like that phase of – him averaging a triple, triple double or almost averaging a triple double in a season. I think that phase is over. And then speaking about phases, we have the Golden State Warriors. Um so the Golden State Golden State um okay, I'm I'm kind of mocking my um sister uh sister Josie if she was watching. Uh she she say the way she says Golden State is kind of it's kind of weird. It's not weird, but it's like kind of it's funny. But no offense Sister Josie, I love you. I love. I really do love you, but it's just the way she says it. But um, I ain't gonna mock her. But that was, it's just something that I always, I just said when I said the Golden State Warriors, I thought of her. But uh, shout out to um Mrs. Josie or just Josie, um or Josie, you can just call her that, Josie. Um, but um, <laughs> but speaking of, like I said about the Golden State Warriors, I think the breakout stars for the Golden Golden State Warriors will be Clay Thompson. Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. So I think Klay Thompson is of course he's going to have a bounce back year also for the um also he's going to have a bounce back including AD on the Lakers uh Golden, for the Golden State Warriors Golden State Warriors Klay Thompson will have a bounce back year. He's going to probably have, he's going to do the same thing Katie's going to he's going to average around he's going to come back to reality, I mean not reality but like he's going to come back to relevance and and play pretty good for the pretty good for the the Golden State Warriors. He's on an average around about twenty five six and six around that range. Uh, the reason why I said Draymond Green is because Draymond Green, I I truly believe that he's kind of turned on the phase of like he's on an average. I could see him averaging the triple double next, next year. I could see him doing what Russ Russ did for the past but three or four years and averaging the triple double because he has the ability to do that because he's a great passer uh, under I mean he's not underrated but you know now he's a great passer he's he knows how to the, the, he know he knows how to exploit the team's weak each team's weaknesses he plays defense he's he knows how to the flow how to change the flow of the game if they need to speed the game up he can speed the game up if he need if the Golden State Warriors needs to slow the game down he can slow the game down like I he he does a multitude of things that helps Golden State Warriors, and he's still in his. I still believe that he's still in his prime. He's still in a in good enough shape to where he can affect the game tremendously. And I I believe that they they will probably be a fifth seed. I can see them being a fifth. I don't see them being a one seed. They could easily be a, if Steph Curry come out and play, play like he played last year they might could they might just be a – they could easily be top 3. Like I I can see that happening if they especially if they get a a a good player like if Ben Simmons goes to the uh, Golden State Warriors which I don't know how that would happen but without getting you know, up without them giving up a lot or getting, giving up one of their big 3 or if it's not Draymond, uh Steph or Clay, whoever or they might give up um James Wiseman or something like that, but that, or I think uh, if, if Andrew Wiggins haven't got traded yet, Andrew Wiggins. um, So I, I, I believe they, he, he, if, if uh, what's his name? Ben Simmons was the go-to the Golden State Warriors. I'm just thinking of fantasy wise, just because it's been a lot of rumors around surrounding around that saying he could, that that could be a possibility that he could go to, and that'll be actually, I wouldn't mind that. I would not mind him going to Golden State. And if he goes to Golden State, they're top, they're top three easily for me. If he goes to Golden State, but that's just another argument for another day, just in case he does. But if that when that day's come, when that day comes and he's on the Golden State Warriors, I'll talk about it more. But I gotta go. Uh, I gotta uh, got something talk of us to talk about today, and that's the Boston Celtics. And for the Boston Celtics, my uh, what's this? What I'm telling my breakout stars for the Boston but I Boston, yeah, for the Boston Celtics are Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, and Josh Richardson. So Jalen Brown also was injured last year and had a career not a career, but a season ending injury. And I believe he's gonna also have a bounce back year next year. He's he's a great addition. I am mean, not a great addition, but he's, he is a great addition, but he's a great player, a great role player on that team. I believe, truly believe that's Jason Tatum's team. No matter what people say, that's Jason Tatum's team. Jason Jason Tatum, I'm trying to say his name right. I'm talking too fast sometimes, so I apologize. But that's Jason Tatum's team. So, like, J- Jalen Brown is going to be a great role player in, in in that system. And Robert Williams, the reason why I believe in Robert Williams it's because what he did in the Brooklyn Nets series, I he showed me a lot. He showed me some some stints where he could easily be what um, Miles Turner is for the Pacers before he got injured. What Miles Turner was for the Pacers, I believe that he can do the same thing for the Celtics. And for Josh Richardson, I truly believe that's going to be a steal for the Celtics. Because he's still, Josh Richardson is a great defender. He can shoot. About thirty-five percent from three. He can play. He can play deep. Like I said, he also, he can play deep and he can play in your system. So I believe that like Josh Richardson will be a great addition for that team. So um, speaking of great additions, um, we got Derrick Rose for the New York, New York Knicks. Um, RJ Barrett also for the New York Knicks and Emmanuel Quickly for the New York Knicks that will be. My breakout stars for that team, so yeah, we got RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, and Derek Rose. So I would have said, um, George Randall, but man, I, I just think he's he, lost. I, I I think this, that I ain't gonna say that's his ceiling, like he that's just because I don't think his ceiling, we don't know what his ceiling is, but from right now, I could see right now my breakout stars are going to be RJ Barrett because he's now he's ingrained into that Tom Thibodeau offense and defense and, and uh system. And he's now in that ingrained and graded in the, into that system now. So now that I've, now that he's ingrained into that system, I truly believe that you're going to see all the potential, all the, the hype around RJ Barrett when he got drafted this year. Also with Emmanuel quickly, also, You're going to see all the hype that he got around during the draft. You're going to see that next year. And Derrick Rose is Derrick Rose. That's all I got to say. I already got a lot to say about Derrick. Derrick Rose, man, played his ass off last year. He could have, for me, he was my sixth man in the year. I don't give a damn what nobody say. He was my sixth man in the year. I love Derrick Rose. I love how how he plays. I love his fire. I love his tenacity. I love that, how he came back from what, What two what injuries on both legs? I think it was eighth torn ACLs on both legs or MCLs on both legs that could have been career-ending injuries and came back on both of them and played and's playing great. So that's my breakout stars for the New York Knicks. For the Phoenix Suns, my breakout stars are DeAndre Ayton and Cam Payne, Cameron Payne or Campaign whatever the dancer whatever you want to call them but DeAndre Ayton is my breakout star because – so last – well, that last year, but this playoffs, he kind of got um exposed by Giannis, and Giannis kind of took his soul. I mean, I remember – I was and I'll tell you a story a little story. I remember I was uh, playing football. We, we was playing football. and We was playing this team. We actually wasn't supposed to play this team because we had – during homecoming, we were supposed to play this team called Riverside, and that's like our rival – or like our it's kind of like our rival our rival is like Vincent actually it's like Vincent and well because I'm in Milwaukee and you people that from Milwaukee and went to Milwaukee public schools y'all know that the rivalries are like really big and especially in public schools Our rival was like Vince and I went to Washington high School and shout out to Washington high school uh and the teachers that helped me and all this stuff <laughs> miss uh what's her name Miss Morgan Ms. Morgan, shout out to him. Shout out to her, actually, not him. Shout out to her. Uh, she still is working for Washington High School. I don't know if she still is. Um, and a couple other people, but uh <laughs> I'm gonna just talk about that. But I remember I was in was in foot we was playing football and we was at a game. We had spo- we wasn't supposed to play I think it was some school called uh what was it not South Ridge, but it was uh no- South was North Division. We wasn't supposed to play North Division it was our homecoming we wasn't supposed to play north division we were supposed to play riverside because that was our rival and that was the team we was supposed to play on Thursday night it was gonna be on t v it was gonna be televised it was gonna be our homecoming game we was I excited we was like oh my god we' we're gonna be on t v we're gonna show our thing we' gonna show our ass off like positively we was gonna show our ass off and we was gonna play our best we' was gonna do everything cause we was gonna be on t v and all that and then Riverside got in a fight with Vincent the week before. And it was like, damn. So then what happened was because they fought Riverside during a game, or the Riverside players fought the Vincent players the week before, they got suspended for a game. I think they got suspended for a game. And their home, in the homecoming game that we were supposed to play against Riverside, they canceled that, and then we had to play North Division. So when we played North Division, it was a team that we kind of didn't really expect we actually were down at halftime. We were down by like twenty at like halftime, and the coach screamed at our, screamed his lungs out at, at at us. And we ended up winning. But during a game, it was this guy. I forgot the guy's name. I don't remember neither guy's name. But uh, the guy that was on our team, he was from Chicago, and um, he was playing during the game. He was like, I think he was like a DN or whatever. And the guy just got the, the guy on the opposing team, the North Division, just smacked him. Just smacked him. And just smacked him hard. He was on the offensive end. He I think he was a tight end or whatever. And just smacked the RDN. And just after that game, he just went into, like a little slump. And during practice one day, my my one of my deep, my defensive coordinator told he was just telling, like, he was just talking, I kind of was e-dropping a little bit. He was talking, he's like, yeah, he took a soul. He was talking to, he was talking about the guy, guy that was on our team, uh, what happened to him while he was in a slump. He was like, he, that dude took, in North Division took a soul. And I said, that's what happened with DeAndre, DeAndre Aiden. Giannis took a soul. He he ain't gonna be able to get that, his soul back unless he redeem himself and ball out this year. Like, he's not gonna be, and you, like, and for the, for the scenic Suns, their defense against Giannis was terrible. Like it was terrible, and I, I and I think that's I don't want to say too much about the Phoenix Suns because it's going to give more credit to say, oh yeah, that's why they should have lost. I mean, they the Bucks should have lost because they didn't build, build have the right defense. Which I mean, it's It's that's true. That that's very true. But at the same time, DeAndre Ayton, if you if if you're Monty Williams and you see what they the other teams did to stop Giannis, you look okay. This might work. And think about this: I too believe they the reason why they couldn't do it because they didn't have the roster to do it. When you have when the all when you look at all the teams that beat Giannis or won against Giannis, they had the team to beat them. With the Monty Heat last year, they had the team. They had Bam out of Bayou, Jay Crowder. Uh, what's his name, Jimmy? But that guy's committed to say, okay, we're going to build a wall. With Giannis, you have to be committed. You can't lax one one play because you get that one play you lax. Giannis is going to euro step and put you in a poster. So with that being said, you have to be committed with Gian, playing with Giannis because Giannis is not going to slack. He's not going to be like, okay, I'm gonna take off take off one game or one play. He's not going to be like, okay, I'm just going to Post, I'm just gonna shoot. No, he's be like, okay, if you give me if you give me an angle, I'm going right at you, and I'm dunking on your head. Like that's that's all it is. And with that, you have to. You with Gian, with the Phoenix Suns, they didn't do that. They were dumb enough to put Giannis single coverage against DeAndre Ayton, and DeAndre Ayton just got torched, got toasted by Giannis. I mean, it wasn't even the competition. It wasn't even like it wasn't. It wasn't pretty at all. It wasn't at all. And then you look at the percentages. Even when out when me when they guard when DeAndre Aiden guarded him, it was he shot like forty percent. And then when even when Giannis didn't guard when DeAndre Aiden did guard him, the bu- I mean Giannis shot like seventy percent. So it's like either way he murdered both of you, both of you, both of the both of, uh, both of the team. Not both of the teams. Both of the, both of uh, like DeAndre Aiden. And the other other uh, players on the Phoenix Suns, so for me it just made it made no sense for like putting Giannis in coverage. Like even with the even if you thought okay yeah we have a guy that can stop him, Miami knew okay we got a guy that can stop him and bam. But that they thought that uh, supposedly they thought bam out of Bayou. No offense to bam out of Bayou, but they eventually they thought bam out of Bayou was the yana stopper and i think that didn't uh, go too pretty well that didn't go re- well at all for the miami heat they got a uh, one close game and then the rest were blowout so i mean uh let's go on because <laughs> i don't want i don't want any miami heat fans or other fans of sports to get a little salty because uh their team is not their team didn't win last year so i don't want to bring up old wounds or uh open old wounds. So I'm gonna go on to the next one. But speaking of old wounds, the Brooklyn Nets. Um uh, oh enough uh before I go on to the Brooklyn Nets I gotta talk about campaign. Campaign Cameron Payne campaign the dancer whatever you want to call him but man he played his ass off this year last year too. Lad well not last year but this year. This in this year's playoffs in the finals he played his ass off as well and he deserved that contract extension on all that money, he deserved that. This man has played well, like played well in the playoffs, especially when Chris Paul was out. He played very well in his role. And I truly believe that Campaign is a, as a up and coming young star that can make big moves for the Fing Suns didn't this year in the regular season and in the playoffs. And for let's, and speaking about big moves, uh, the Brooklyn Nets signed Patty Mills to a two-year deal, and that's that is one of my breakout stars for this year for the Brooklyn Nets. is Patty Mills. We have Joe Harris, and got Nicholas Claxton. I love saying his name, Nicholas Claxton. You know, I I want to. I'm kind of going off topic a little bit right now, but I was always think I was always thinking like, man, like basketball players and football players always had the best names. They always had the best names because it'd be so. Like, their name be so unique. Like, in the, in the NFL, my favorite player's name is Captain Muggerlin. Muggerlin. Is it Muggerlin or Mudderlin? Mutterlin. It's like, y'all know what I'm trying to say. Or Prince Amukomora. Like, it's, just, their names are so, like, unique. I, and I love it, man. Like, you got Cam Chancellor. Like, Cam Chancellor. Like, that's like, like, it's just so, like their names are so unique. You got like Cam Chance. you got Captain. And Who would not and first of all, I would love to name my son Captain. Like that that's just an amazing name to say Captain Motherland? Mother, what if your name was Captain Captain? Like what if you was a captain for like a uh a, a, or like a boat or something for like a for whatever for like the police and then your name is Captain. You'd be like, What up, Captain, Captain? That didn't make sense. That was a joke. I tried to make it a joke, but it didn't make sense. But in my head, I thought it was going to be funny. But I didn't. Now that I think about it, it's, it sounds super corny. But, uh, yeah, I was going to go back to what I was talking about. But the, uh, Brooklyn Nets, cause that, I thought the joke was going to roll over. And it's going to be funny, but it didn't. I tried, I tried to think about, it. you know, how you think of a joke in your head and it's funny in your head because you're like, oh man, this might be funny. And you said out you like, that sounds so dumb. But, um, <laughs> that's whatever. But, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, like I said, and speaking about jokes, uh, Joe Harris was a joke in the playoffs. I mean, straight-up joke in the playoffs. And Joe Harris needs a redemption year, and this will be his redemption year because I I, I believe that Patty Mills will, uh, he will ease a lot of the pressure off of Joe Harris to make shots because Patty Mills, first of all, he's a, a great shooter. And we saw in the Olympics where he just went off of 42 in the, I think the bronze game to win win a bronze medal in the Olympics, he went off. So I truly believe that Patty Mills will help Joe Harris and ease a lot of that pressure to make big shots. So Joe Harris, that will help him. And that's why I believe Joe Harris and Patty Mills will be breakout stars. And Nicholas Claxton, I believe that the reason why he's going to be that breakout star for the Nets because they need a rim protector. They truly do need a rim protector. They need somebody in that paint because no matter what we say, they need all all the offense. But at the end of the day, we saw in the playoffs they need some defense. They can score how many every points they want to, but if you can, if you are gonna score 119 points and an opponent uh, and an opponent is going to score 119 points, what's the point of you scoring 119 points? You can't play on defense. Defense wins games. I don't care what nobody say. Oh, we got Katie, we got James Harden, got Kyrie, one of the best handlers in the game, which he is. He's the best hand, has the best handles in the game. Kyrie, one of the best scorers in the game, which he is. And you got KD, Ka- arguably one one of the greatest players in the game today, which is very true. But at the same time, they all got all them accolades and all them great achievements, but at the end of the day, when you come down to it, and we might say, well, KD played great defense in the Olympics, so what are you talking about? You're you saying that KD can't play defense. No, I'm not saying that. KD is capable of playing defense because he's a seven – first of all, he's a, fuck, he's a freaking seven-footer, so he's capable of doing any damn thing, really, because KD is that damn great, but at the end of the day, we have we didn't see it in the playoffs this year, so – and we haven't seen it in in, um, in past playoffs. We haven't seen it. I mean, Katie had I – and mean, first of all, too, the reason why we haven't seen it because KD wasn't obligated to play defense because he had guys that can play defense. He had guys – even even when you not even – we're not even going to talk about Golden State because Golden State, we had – you had Draymond Green, Andrew Gadala, Clayton Thompson at times. With Even with OKC, you had – we had, uh, I think, Serge Ibaka for a while. You had uh, Kendrick Perkins a little bit. You had Steven Adams for a, t- a certain a little bit. Like you had guys that can that can you can just put in an insert in there and play some defense. But Kaylee didn't ha- wasn't obligated to play defense like that on the teams he played on. So even on Brooklyn, he's not obligated to play defense like that. He he I think he reluctantly has to play defense because now that they're uh, one of the best teams in the East and there are going to be one of the top three teams in the East this year and one of the top three teams, even in the NBA, he's going to be obligated to play some defense. He's going to have not all, a lot of defense, but he's going to have to play some defense. He's going to have to, he doesn't have to get 110% like Giannis does, but he's going to have to get fucking 70. He's going to have, he's going to have to get freaking 70. He's going to have to do something. He's not going to be like, okay, I'm just going to score and that's it. Like he can't, and which is, which I don't get mad at if he does but it's like if he does can somebody whoever and that's why I think the Peter Tucker um deal I mean the Peter Tucker thing where him them not getting Peter Tucker kind of hurts them because now they don't they still don't have that guy that you'd like okay when it comes down to cuz you can score and get the big shot all you want to but clutchiness is not always about the uh the offense clutchness is about defense too. Also, with Giannis, you saw that in the playoffs the in, in the finals where Giannis had a clutch block multiple times. Had multiple clutch blocks. It's not always about okay, get the offensive, get the offensive shot, and or get the clutch offensive play. Sometimes this is about can you go down? Okay, you score, and then I'm gonna stop you from scoring. So for me, I, I this year he's gonna be obligated to. Play some defense, and I, I believe Nick Nicholas Claxon is going to be the reason why they're going to be. I'm not going to go out the window and say they're going to be top five. I'm going to say they're going to be middle of the pack in defense. They're going to be middle of the pack, probably top 15, probably like 15 or 16 in defense and rating. They're going to be like they're not going to be top five, but they're going to be like I think they're going to be like around the middle of the pack. They're going to be a middle of the pack defense, especially with Nicholas Claxton up and coming. And then also, speaking about up and coming, we got Zach Lafine, Lonzo Ball, and DeMar DeRozan It's the Chicago Bulls, in my opinion, is the Chicago Bulls' breakout stars for this year. Lonzo Ball, I I truly believe the Pelicans are going to hurt because of what they did and not signing back Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is so underrated defensively and offensively. And he has shot has improved, and Zach in combining him with Zach Levine, Zach we are combining him with Zach Levine and uh, what's his name Freak uh, Vucevic, and Amarta Rosen. That's a monster combination. That's a monster combination. I don't think they're gonna make the far in the playoffs, but they can make a they can surprise a couple people and and beat a team. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went. Uh, beat a team in the first round that people expect them to lose against. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat like a a Celtic team that people thought they were gonna win against or eat shit. I couldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they, they beat the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round, which is I don't want that to happen, but shit the way they the the Easter commerce is looking. The Easter commerce ain't no sorry team sorry conference no more. So for me, I, I, I don't wanna put I don't wanna overreact but them teams in the Eastern Conference looking nice, though. I ain't gonna lie, especially with this, like I said, with this addition, with the addition of adding Lonzo Ball and exactly being, uh, he's gonna contribute off of, off of Lonzo Ball's uh, underrated passing and offense and defense. He's gonna uh, uh, affect, it's gonna affect him tremendously, especially offensively, because now he doesn't have to be that point guard, which he's not. He's not a great point guard. He's more of a shooting guard than, he, than anything, and that's going to help him a lot. That now he has he has somebody that that is a legit point guard. So now he, I guess, less pressure for him to just assert the offense or not assert, but like, yeah, assert the offense or uh, somebody that can start start up the offense. I would say that start up the offense or set the tone on the offense. Now he has a guy that legit guy that can do that, and then with DeMar Rosen, he's a mid-range shooter. Now you got a guy that is is an efficient shooter and that can break, and also can give you some underrated defense that can give you some big shots that's, that, that's played in the big time, has played in the playoffs. So he gives you a a little bit of playoff experience from, he gives you some, like some veteran playoff experience that you truly need being a young team and with that uh with the coaching that's that's a match made in heaven. So that's what my uh breakout stars for the Bulls are uh for for Chicago Bulls for the Toronto Raptors which is kind of weird because I don't know if right now they're investigating the uh, the trade between uh the signing trade between Kyle Lowry getting traded to the Miami Heat for uh precious 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 Achula and uh what's his name gorn drogic right now so we don't know what what's going on with that right now and how that's gonna uh get held or how that's gonna get um disciplined because now i'm we're finding out that somebody snitched or dry snitched on, on the, uh the mommy heat for tampering so um yeah somebody dry snitched like a motherfucker so uh <laughs> sorry i ain't say motherfucker but um so, somebody draws this, like, I don't know what. So, that's I think that's that was the reason why people kind of got out. And I, and for me, I at the end of the day, I don't really care. At the end of the day, it's like, okay, whatever. People temper all the time. They do, they just temper, they People temper all the time. No matter what you say, no matter what you do, no matter how much you try to like, punish the team for tampering, teams temper all the time. Like, and it's. It's. I feel like that's one of the things where it's kind of like they're trying to not make it so competitive, and they're. Trying, I think the NBA don't want two super teams. Like Adam Silver, Adam Adam Silver doesn't want super teams, so he kind of like punishes teams when they try to build a super team. So I think he just wants good competition. So I believe that like that's why sometimes he does that stuff and like, and I and whoever the team that told on him, y'all's irritating. I mean, it could be Philly. You never know, because I, I just never know. I'm, I'm just naming teams that had, were in the running of getting Kyle Lauer, like Philly, Golden State. Uh, who else was in the run? It was a lot of teams, but mainly the two teams that he could have possibly went to was Philly and Golden State. Like the poop, not I would say Golden State. I would say Philly and probably Philly and Miami was the only really two legit teams that he could have possibly went to. Or he, or even he could have stayed in Toronto. So Toronto and Miami's, I I don't think would have got mad because they got a good end of the stick on both sides with the Miami Heat getting Kyle Lowry and the Raptors getting Gordon Drozzi getting precious, precious Achula. So I, I don't think neither team on that side would have been mad, but I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm not saying the Phillies the Philadelphia up his were the team that did that. But I'm just putting a name out there. I'm just putting a name out there. Don't don't shoot the messenger. Don't don't get mad at me. If it do, if it does happen and if we do find out it, it's Philly, I'm gonna do all I'm gonna say is I told you so. But that's all I'm gonna say about that situation. But speaking of the Philadelphia 70, oh well, not Philadelphia seventy sixes. But speaking of the Toronto Raptors, we got like I said. I we besides that, if this uh Gorn trade uh is finalized with the Miami Heat and the Toronto Raptors. Jordan Roddick is going to be my breakout one of my breakout stars for the Toronto Raptors including Fred Van Vl- VanVleet and Scotty Barnes, the rookie Scotty Barnes. I believe that Scotty Barnes is going to be he's going to be right at top 5 rookie of the year in the rookie of the year ranking right now and I watch him a lot in uh College and I've watched a lot of college basketball, a lot of college basketball. I probably watch more college basketball than college football because college football kind of get irritating after a while because it's just like when you got the best teams and it's it just irritating, especially when you got Alabama. Like, I don't know, I'm not a big fan of the teams like Alabama facing. I get that it's like you got to play the unconference team, the non conference teams first, and then you play in your division or whatever, you, then you get into your conference teams or whatever, but I don't like that. I, that's why I probably, uh, and this is me. I, and now that I think about it, if I would pick the school to go to, it would have never been out. But even if I wasn't a great football player or I, and I wasn't a great football player, but, um, where I was, I was a decent football player. I most likely would have never went to. even if I was like, okay, I want to, I want to get recognized. I would never went to, uh, a, 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 uh, a school like that. I would have probably went to HBCU. And I know it is a, uh, it's almost like a, and I, I saw an interview with, uh, the, uh, what's the podcast I always watch? I watch a lot of podcasts. Um, I watch the All the Smoke podcast, great podcast. I watch the 85 South show, great podcast also, but I'm just talking about sports podcasts, but like, All the Smoke. Um, I watch, um, what's the, the podcast? Uh the um foot with uh Gilly, Gilly the King and Wallow. What's the, the podcast? Oh my God! They had and it was they were talking to Jalen Ramsey a couple of days ago. I mean, not a couple of days, but it was a, couple, a week ago or probably. A uh, million dollars, a million dollars worth of game podcast, and I was watching that. and He was talking to, and Jalen Ramsey was talking about HBCUs, and he was talking about how it's easier like when you're in basketball to go to HBCU because you're only gonna be there for like a year anyways. And it's really not a year. It's really like probably like six months because it's just where you're starting. You're like pretty much going to, and some for some players, they don't go to school all the whole year. So it's like, it's really not a year. It's really like six or five months. So it's really not a year. So um, for me, I just believe that I know it's a, and I want I'm going to talk about that prop. Okay. Now that I think about it, I am going to have a, I'm not that I think about it now I'm probably going to talk about um i'm gonna i'm probably gonna have a, a new podcast tomorrow regarding that situation the HBCUs versus regular schools so i'm i'm now that I think about it i'm gonna go in depth about that and my opinion opinion about that and my honest opinion about that but i'm gonna go back to my uh original thought which is uh my um whatever you want to call a podcast episode um episode 86 by the way I'm almost at a 100 so on my 100 episode I'm probably going to do something special or something like that or on my 100 episode hopefully it might be my 90th episode or my 100 episode I want to go live or I'm going to do a live a podcast um, on YouTube so that's my on my 90th or my 100th I don't really know yet but it might be in the in coming weeks. I might do one, or I might, I'm I'm gonna inform you guys on what when I do that. But speaking about informing, I gotta inform you guys about uh like I said, the um Toronto Raptors. So like I said, Scotty Barnes, great rookie. He's gonna be one like the top five in the rookie year rankings for me. Fran Van Vleek, probably gonna be a starter this year. Now that Kyle is has gone, so he's gonna take that place. And I truly believe that, uh, that, uh not Scotty Barnes, but I truly believe that Fred Van bleet Fred Van Bleet. uh, some of these, like I said, some of these names in the NBA and the NFL are hard to say if you say it too fast. So I apologize for my, uh, wording on these, uh, players sometimes. So I, that's why I say it sometimes twice so I can say it right. <laughs> so B- Fred Van Vleet, I believe that now, so now that Kyle Lowry's gone, he's going to start, most likely. And he's going to take that reign of that of the, of the team and set, and set the world on fire. And he's going to play really great this year for the Toronto Raptors. I don't see them making a playoffs, but he can, I mean, I can see, uh, uh, now that I think about it, I can see them making the playoffs a little. I can see them making the playoffs just lightly, just making the playoffs in, like, like the eighth or seventh seed, so for me, I can I would say they'll probably make a 8th seed. I don't think they're going to be a top five seed for a while until they get like another uh, player or two, like another unless Scott unless Scotty Barnes comes out and plays like the rookie of the year, they're a top five team. But if Scotty Barnes plays top five and he's top five, they're going to probably be a seven or eight seed. But if Scotty Barnes plays and he comes out and averages like twenty five and ten or like 25 and 5 and 5. They're they're a top 5 team in the in, in the Eastern Conference. I'm not saying I'm not going to say the NBA, but in the Eastern Conference. Um so speaking about top 5s or in the NBA, the Philadelphia 76ers have been top 5 for the past couple years and really didn't haven't done anything with it. Joel Embiid is my for the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid is my breakout star for this next year with well, the yeah next year really or this year if whatever you want to call it but John B Tobias Harris Tyrese Maxey Shake Milton and Matisse Thybul I'm I'm not sure if I'm saying that right Matisse Matisse Maltese or Matisse M- I'm saying M- yeah Matisse Thybul and Matisse Thybul I'm going to start with him cuz he's the lord of everybody really right now and my uh for the Philadelphia 76ers, so lowest ranking really for me, or lowest of the everybody that I, or he doesn't have to do a lot for the team. So for me, Tyrese, I'm not Tyrese, but uh, Matisse Thybul, I believe that he he's a great defender. He's gonna be one of them guys that you're gonna have to put. He's gonna get put on the be, the best players for the, for the Philadelphia 76ers, and he's gonna have to play major minutes, um, for the, uh, uh, the, for the, uh, for the, um, Philadelphia 76ers. And I believe that he's, he's going to thrive in that role. And I believe that he's going to be a reason why the Philadelphia 76ers are going to be top five in defensive rating, including Joel Embiid also. And Joel Embiid, he played good last year. He played like a, he did play like a man possessed. He didn't play like he could play. Like He's played dominant at times. In the playoffs, he could. have, And you might say, well, we didn't have Joel, We didn't have Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons didn't play well. I know that. And I get that. But at the same time, Joel B, if you're going to be the dominant player that you are, if you're going to talk about, yeah, man, I got to play well and, you, and you, I'm not going to go playing when Shaq and Chuck talk about me or not me talking about me when they inform me that I'm not playing dominant, in order to be dominant like Shaq, you gotta take the advantage of that. You can't you gotta say, okay, well, Ben Simmons not playing well, okay, let me take over. You shouldn't never, never let Philadelphia not Philadelphia lose two leads in the playoffs against the Atlanta Hawks. Never. I don't care what nobody say, Oh, Trey Young is great. Yeah, he is, but he's not greater than John B. I don't care what nobody say. And speaking about what I don't care what nobody says, Tobias Harris is going to be one of the underrated scores, or well, not scores, but like he's actually an underrated mid range scorer in the league, and he's going to be a reason why the Philadelphia seventy six is going to be top three. And if they get can get over this hump, he's going to be the reason, and also uh, who's going to be the reason is going to be two guys that can yeah kind of play the same role, the spark plugs of that bench, and that's Tyrese Maxey and Shake Milton them two guys are going to be the spark plugs for that team. They're going to be the 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 uh what's the name? Not Sam Cassell. Well, yeah, you could say Sam Cassell. Um you could say uh uh what's his name? Foot. Um I forgot his name. Sam Cassell. You could say the the guys that give you that spark, Bobby porter, Bobby Porter's type that gives you that spark plug off that off the off the bench. Those are going to be the two main guys. That that helped the Philadelphia 76ers get over that hump if they can get over that hump. And then also for speaking about getting over the hump, we got the Dallas Mavericks next. And they can seemingly can't get over that hump. I mean, Luca's great. Luca averaging triple doubles, damn near every game, playing well. I mean, he's doing everything he could, can, can do, but he just can never get over that hump. And Jason and I that's why for the Dallas Mavericks, my my uh <laughs> breakout stars for the Dallas Mavericks are Jalen Brunson, Kristos Porzingis, and the head coach of the the new head coach for the Dallas Mavericks, Jason Kidd. And now I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna explain Jason Kidd a little bit later, like probably two minutes from now, but or probably a couple seconds from now. You got Jalen Brunson, so I believe Jalen Brunson is gonna be one of them guys that comes, comes off the bench and gives you that like gives you that extra uh big bench presence cuz he's a great shooter. He's a actually a legit mir- uh, mid-range shooter. He can go up in between the the big guys and and score. He can do everything. He can shoot free throws and I'm like Luca and balling free throws like Giannis. Speaking of balls and free throws, he airballs free throws too. I mean I mean, Luca is good, but he has flaws. I mean, he can score with the best of them, but you play defense on him, he plays like man, he doesn't play really well. So for me, it's like like it's it's, it's not great. And I, I believe that another person that will help this Dallas Mavericks get over the hump is going to be Christos Porzingis, and that's why he's my breakout star for this year for the Dallas Mavericks. And I believe that that Jason adding Jason Kidd is going to help them mend that whatever beef they have with each other or whatever friction they have with each other, and that's why I'm going to say Jason Kidd is going to be the breakout star for the Dallas Mavericks because he you saw what he did with Giannis and how he built what we see Giannis now is. He got, Jason Kidd built Jason Kidd built that, and I believe that he's going to help Jalen Bronson. He's going to help. Luka be a better point guard than he is now, and that's scary for the Western Conference. Because if he can, if Jason can get a hold of 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 Luka Doncic and exploit his greatness, it's scary for the Western Conference and he, in, in in the NBA. And for the LA Clippers, my breakout stars for the LA Clippers are Terrence Mann and Paul George and Serge Ibaka. So Terrence Mann played extremely well last year. And I believe that he's going to take advantage of that last, them, what he did last year in the playoffs. And he's going to exploit that and he's going to exploit that in a positive way for the LA Clippers. And he's my breakout star for that this year for the Clippers. And my, another breakout star for the Clippers is Paul George. Paul George played really well when, and even though people were calling him like Pandemic P and all this stuff, and he played really well. Without Kawhi, and I believe that him not Kawhi not playing kind of boosted some of his confidence to get some of his confidence back. Especially when Kawhi comes back and they built that team back, and Rondo is playing like Rondo playoff Rondo. I believe that the LA Clippers will be a contender, and they will go back. They they could I can see them going back to the NBA Finals against the Clip Lakers or whatever. And I think Serge Ibaka also is going to be a breakout star for this year because. I believe that Serge Ibaka is a big reason. He was a big reason why Giannis didn't succeed in the playoffs. He was a big reason. When they built that wall, when Toronto built the wall, Serge Ibaka was there to build that wall. And I believe that also, with, especially with Serge Ibaka, he's going to be key in that small ball lineup kind of setup. Because especially last year when they played small ball with um, the, the, the certain teams, it didn't go really well because, especially with Chris Paul and them, when they played small ball or when they played with De'Andre Ayton at the center, uh, uh, when Zubac got in foul, foul foul trouble, it didn't work. And it, I think that's the key for the Clippers to unlock their, their potential. I believe Serge Ibaka is going to be that key to unlocking that potential of being a great defensive team, even though they already are a great defensive team, especially with Kawhi Leonard at helm as captain of that defense. And and the pest of all pests, uh, Patrick Beverly right there <laughs> following um, Um uh, Leonard. I'm not kind of going over an hour though, too, with uh this podcast. I usually don't go over an hour. I usually go over like 30, 30 40 minutes, but it's a great podcast. So, um, I'm gonna be done in a minute though, but I'm gonna go on to what I'm gonna talk about. So I got three more. So my third team that is uh has breakout stars for this year is Lonnie Walker and DeAndre DeAndre, not DeAndre but DeAndre DeJounte DeJounte Murray for the San Antonio Spurs. I have that Lonnie Walker and DeJounte Murray for the San Antonio Spurs. So for me, I believe that Deontay DeJounte Murray is a great player. Not a great player, but he's a decent player, and I believe that him being under that San Antonio system, him and Lonnie Walker being under that San Antonio system, I believe that that helps them tremendously. I don't believe they're going to make the playoffs, but they could get close because of Greg Popovich and that offense and that defense and that coaching. He They could easily make the playoffs in that 7th seed. But I don't think they're going to go further than the first round. But, like I said, those are my breakout stars for the San Antonio Spurs. For the Utah Jazz, it's Rudy Gay, Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, and Donovan Mitchell. So, Rudy Gay, I believe that he's going to be a great contributor off the bench for the Utah Jazz. And he played really well. And what did he play for? He played for some team last year, and I forgot. I just love my tr- Oh, so the Spurs. He played for the Spurs last year. And he was great coming off the bench for the Spurs, and I believe that he's going to be a great contributor coming off the bench for the Utah Jazz. And we already know what Jordan Clark t- comes – he's going to do. He's going to be right there for the six minute year again this year. Actually, he's going to go on that same path of Lou, as w- Lou Williams and being a six minute year down there every year especially if he keeps that same passion and especially if he keeps that same fire in him, he's going to be right there where Lou Williams is collecting six million years. Damn. Near, every year um, for me, Mike Conley, he had a big decision this year to either stay with the Utah jazz or leave and go somewhere else. And he started, decided to stay with the Utah jazz. I love the decision to stay with the Utah jazz. And that was a great decision for Mike Conley and his family and, his, and for the team. Because I believe that that um, Mike Conley, what Mike Conley brings is unmatched. He what he brings on the offensive end is greatness, and I believe that in order for the Utah Jazz to get past, or even, or just to even survive in the Western the Conference, they need guys like Mike, Con- Mike Conley, and they need guys like Donovan Mitchell, and that's why he's m- one of my breakout stars for the Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell kind of had an injury all playoffs and he didn't really he couldn't really play like that or he when he did play he was hobbled a lot. So for me, I believe Donovan Mitchell is going to have a t- comeback year this year. He's going to play really well. They're going to probably be in that top 5 again for the rankings or for the standings in the Western Conference. And I and we'll see what happens with the Utah Jazz. They're up in the air right now for me because they do the same thing they're kind of starting to be like the clippers they play great every year and then they flop in the playoffs so i don't really i'm there right now they're up in the air right now for me but i i, I can see them being top 5 they're going to be they're going to be top 5 in the rankings for like the standings for the western conference right this year and then lastly my last team for for today is the miami heat so for the miami heat like i said for the toronto raptors I don't really know what that situation is going on with the Toronto Raptors, but it, I'm going to say what I, I believe that that is going to be uh good. That would be not good. I'm going to say what uh, I, I believe that's going to happen. Because I don't think they're going to decline that or not let uh, Kyle Lowry be on the Miami Heat or decline that trade or nothing like that. So with that being said, I believe Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, P.J. Tucker, Jimmy Butler and Bam Outta Bayou are going to be the breakout stars for the Miami Heat. That's a lot of people. Yes, it is. Because first of all, I first of all we're going to say Jimmy Butler and Bam because the, what they did in the playoffs last year was ridiculous. It wasn't even close to what they could have done. And I'm not even saying it like that, but I thought that I'm no I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan and I thought the Miami Heat were going to give us take us to six at least. I I just believe that I just like they gonna take us to six. Like every game, even though we were blowing in my eye, every game I was nervous because I'm like I'm every game I almost looking like they're gonna gotta come, they're gonna come and play one of these games. I I'm thinking like they're gonna win one of these games just because pride, like I, I truly believe like, Jimmy's gonna give one up uh, one them one just off of just his hard work and his pride. He gonna give one. And I said, Bam and bam them gonna play well one game and then they're gonna give you another two. I said, then ultimately the Bucks going to win. But I said, but they're going to give you at least two. And they didn't get it none. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, I believe Jimmy Butler and Bam is going to have a backup. I mean, not backup, but they're going to have a bounce back year, especially in the playoffs. And they were injured a little bit. They were kind of in and out of the lineups last year, especially with COVID. So, now that COVID is kind of, like, ingrained into people's system, not ingrained, but now that COVID is kind of – it's not really over because it's now another virus now. So Now that they've been in 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 not induced, but now that COVID is kind of like managed right now in the NBA, or COVID nineteen or whatever virus is out right now is managed in the NBA well right now. I believe that the Miami Heat can survive now. And Tyler Hero, I believe he's gonna have a good year this year, also because he had a bad year last year. This year. Well, yeah, well, pretty technically, this year he had a bad year. A bad year this year in the playoffs, and I believe that I think his contract year is like the next year or this year. It might, it it might be next year or this year. And I, and usually when guys have their contract years, they usually play well. I believe that he's going to play very well this year, just because he almost nearly could have got traded. So. I think that little scare of almost getting traded kinda of is gonna It's kinda of gonna it's gonna give him a boost to say okay I gotta play better. And Peter Tucker is gonna be another X factor for the Miami Heat. I'm so mad that the Milwaukee Bucks did not sign him back, but it's whatever. Um but the Peter Tucker is gonna be also a great defender. We already know what Peter Tucker brings. Milwaukee Bucks fans know what he brings on a defensive end. And it's been an argument really for Miami fans, like do you think they should start Tyler Hero or PJ, PJ Tucker? I think you should start PJ Tucker. If I'm a Miami Heat fan and I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan, but if I'm a Miami Heat fan, I'm starting PJ Tucker because PJ Tucker is going to he's going to give you something that Tyler Hero is not going to give you. He's going to set that tone early to say I'm not going. He's going to set that tone early and say, "Yeah, okay, you think you're going to have it easy? No you're not." We saw it in the playoffs. We saw it in the regular season with the Milwaukee Bucks. He's going to set that tone early. And I believe that the Milwaukee Bucks, not Milwaukee Bucks, but the Miami Heat is going to love this. They're going to be a tough team. They're starting to look like the 2001 Detroit Pistons, Detroit Pistons, but i say they're an underside Detroit Pistons team. Look, They look like an underside Detroit Pistons team. Detroit Pistons team. I'm trying to say the name right. But yeah, they—that's what they starting to look like, especially with Kyle Lowry at him. They starting to look like an undersized. Like you got guys like Bam that can play defense, Jimmy that can play defense. We already know what PJ Tucker is going to give you on a daily basis, and we got all them guys on that team. They're gonna, like I said, man. The Eastern Conference is looking nice, bro. The Eastern Conference is looking nice. But y'all, those are my 15 teams' breakout. Yeah, 15 teams' breakout stars for. Today, I'm going to give my my last 15 Saturday. So uh, tune in to my Saturday podcast on the whatever you want to call a podcast. But I'll see you guys next episode. If you want to go listen to this podcast or other podcast episodes, you can go to the whatever you want to call a podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or Apple iTunes. Apple If you want to tweet me about uh, the, the, my, for my podcast now, or if you want to tweet me about a, uh, what I just posted. So you can tweet me at Marquise95 Sports. It's M-A-R-K-E-S-E, 95 Sports. Also, you can go to my, the podcast on, not a podcast, but you can go to my Instagram at Marquise95 Sports. You can go to my Facebook page at the whatever you want to call it Facebook page. But I'll see you guys next episode. Tune in to the next episode on Saturday. I'll see you guys next episode. Peace.